Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. And a very good evening, David Wildey and Malcolm Blight. All thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. I save $2,000 in the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. A big night tonight. We saw the All-Australian last night and a lot of other football awards. Saw Australia win the cricket against South Africa. Someone might say, South Africa who? Because I didn't know too many of the players in there. And we got the sample finals coming. Also, Michael Godden and Toddy Gray. Malcolm Jack Blight had a good day today. Yeah, David. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, I know you play golf. Not your best day, but that's okay. But we, yeah, no, it was a good, good outcome. I saved my best for last, though. Yeah, because you birdied, birdied last year. Yeah. It's not uh, about me. How many holes in one of you had again? We were talking to uh, None. Inga, None. Inga's doing the panelling tonight. Do you ask? Why do you ask? Oh, because Inga asked me if I had a goal in one. And? And I said three. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no she was quite surprised, actually. Actually, so am I. Yeah, but guess what? I was, wasn't was surprised last night. Zach Butters has won the Coach's Award, which, yeah. is, which is a prestigious award voted on by opposition and your own coaches at panels. So that was a terrific win last night. And we should acknowledge the other boys in the All-Australian team, five South Australians, all Tech, got in. Yeah, Tex Walker at 33. Jordan Dawson, of course, the skipper. Zach Butters got in. Connor Rosie and Dan Houston. Yeah. So it's a pretty good representation for the two South Australian clubs, David. Oh, yeah, I'll come back to that. When Zach Butters won the, the yep. coaches. But was it close in the end? Was Bontempelli there? Was yeah, Bontempelli ran second. Dacos and just behind Rosie him, yeah. was there too, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, they're all up there. The whole lot of them. But I, just I, I watched him. Uh, obviously, he accepted the award. So just have a listen to what he said. Always humbling, um, I guess, especially as you said, um, with the with, with the guys around the league who, who acknowledge, you know, the things and the influence you have on your own team and and, and what's perceived as, as as being a you know a strong competitor outside of your own your own sphere, I guess. So it's very yeah, it's very humbling, you know, as you said, even for the for the second time. And I mentioned that last night. It doesn't make it any less special. And when you consider, you know, the the impact probably Lee has definitely had on the game, but, but obviously the other the other previous winners. So, you know, it, it's always tough to reflect from an individual sense when you are so aligned with, with what the team, you know, the team's success looks like. But um, it, it definitely will continue to hold, you know, an important, you know, I guess recognition um, for myself uh, and the game. Yeah, what a wonderful season he's had. Um... He, he's in the in the conversation too for the Brownlow, David. As is Connor Rosie. I think the two Adelaide boys. Um, Tex Walker. Well, I think he polled the most votes last year for the Crows. I forgot to look it up today. Certainly in the last two years, he's polled a lot of McGarry Medal votes, uh, how, Brownlow Medal votes. How do you get Sorry. better at 32, 33, well, 34? You do. Actually, I, someone asked me today. Um, you're an All-Australian, yes. Remember, there was a gap where no one got them for seven or eight years. But I was actually thirty-five when I got my last All-Australian, playing in. Uh, Kicked 100 goals when you're 35, do yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Played in that uh, in that series in Perth. Anyhow, the, so, yeah, it's possible, I guess. Uh, but 33, you'd think he's enjoying his footy too. Really enjoying his footy. Now, I'm, just, gl- I'm glad they all got in. We meant, And we picked a team. The only, the only two that I – well, the two that I got wrong was was Zach Merritt. I did, yes, I no, thought same. I would have had – I would have had Libba. You wouldn't have had Libba, but you had someone else. Lockie Neal, lad. And Brisbane only getting – Brisbane, who finished second, had a yeah. wonderful year. They only got one in Charlie Cameron. So no Lockie Neal, no Harris Andrews, no Joe Danaher. Correct. 
I, I had Harris Andrew and Cal, the other one I had was uh, Callum Wilkie who ended oh, up getting it. He, yeah, he was. It was either him or Harris Andrew I had on the on the bench, as in which one goes in. I never actually nominated Darcy him. more a bit lucky, like his front end and back end. Yeah, I would have had him captain about round 16 yeah. of the All-Australian team. Until he fell away. So, but he fell away, got injured in the end. But, but hey, Toby Green getting captain was pretty good. Now, I'll tell you what, who was vice-captain, probably could have easily been captain, and that's Marcus oh. Bontempelli. Now, this is the vote that I have trouble with. It's, it's the players' vote. Half of them don't watch footy. We know that. And I've, I've whinged about this for years. I think it's overrated this. Uh, I think it should be a media award. Let everyone in the media, they would get it better. Not to say that Bont doesn't deserve it because nearly everyone that's won it has. But here's Marcus Bontempelli, the great Marcus Bontempelli on winning the MVP. It, we'll be coming shortly. We might come back to that. Uh, yeah. Marcus Bontempelli, look. You might not like the award, bloody, but they got it right. He, I think he'll probably win the Brownlow. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not. But, but David, it's all it is, follow the leader. I mean, someone in the club and they just read the media awards. How else can they vote if they – if because half the time they're training and or playing themselves. No, but they play against them. Yeah, but they play against them once or twice. Oh, I, I, I think there's a lot of players that follow footy. Yeah, but not not every – no, so 800 players voting. Well, I think they got that one right in it. Zach Butters won the most courageous. Yes, he did. He's, look, he, he is a courageous little fella. I've always said if Zach was six foot four, he'd kill someone. But he's not six foot four. <laughs> well, we should, I don't Do you know want to try upon him Pelly again or not? Or we, we can't get him – it's played. Okay, well – don't know what happened there, but I didn't hear no, it. No, I didn't hear it. Hey, Tex Walker got 14 Brownlow votes last year. So there. So he, he polled last year. He's going to poll again this year. He'll get a few year. this year. Yeah. Could he win the best and fairest? He could. Or I'll tell you what, be Dawson. And, and Dead, Laird, Dawson and Walker would be the three. I, I think three quite easily. Outstanding. Easily. Yeah. Which I, way would you go? I think Walker's had a brilliant year. Yeah, he he missed. Missed one game, didn't yeah. he, uh, when they rested him? Um, Gee, Dawson, and I don't know how, if you miss games, how many votes you, you miss overall. Dawson played every game. Yeah. Lady missed one, did he? Yeah, Maybe one. one. Yeah. I reckon this year I'd go Walker, Dawson, Laird. Because I think Taylor Walker's had an amazing year. Yes, he has. You'd probably go with that too, the forward, you know, a bit more. Yeah, they're harder to win at the forward. I can tell you now, they're, they're much harder to win when you play forward in this game than when you do – the other two boys in the midfield. I mean, you get more opportunities. You know, Tex could kick four goals and, and doesn't rate in the best five players on the ground. Yeah. Well, they do vote differently now. You would have liked the, the goal tally coming up. Larky, Kerno, oh, walk yeah. all 70 yeah. plus. Yeah, good. So, okay, let, let's take some calls too. If you want to give us a call too, as I said, I'll get a bit remiss here. It's one 736 736 one Let's go to Troy. Hello, Troy. Or you say S-E-N-S-A, that's all I do. Is that right? Yeah. S-E-N-S-A, well, yeah. there you go. Hey, boys, um, a bit of a whisper. You boys are sucking on tin tams tonight. Is that right? Uh, well, Bloody doesn't. He's he's very um, strict in his diet. I had a couple, I must admit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah, I'm just right. out of the, I'm I'll out of the, off I'm out of, off the sugar at the moment, Troy. But uh, hopefully it will return soon. Will you ever go back on sugar? Oh, could, yeah, of course. You've been off for a while now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what's your point, Troy? Uh, good on you, Malcolm. Yep. Um, you're Australian side, boys. Um, and from what I can gather in a normal team, what there's 
four or five midfielders. And the other, my point is, I think, personally, I think it's the best 22 players in the AFL. Um, like, I've never seen Sicily play out of a back pocket. And there's three midfielders um, on the bench. So how many midfielders are, are actually in the side and how many do you really need? In a real game. Well, it's, it's not a team that plays anyone. You're probably right. You're picking the best players, most of it. Uh, Sicily plays anywhere down back. Could be back pocket, full backs, and half back, half back. He just does what he likes down there. But uh, the midfielders, yeah, I, I mean, the midfielders would probably finish, what do you reckon, Malcolm? F- the top five or six were all midfielders in the Brownlow medal. Probably top ten. And the ones they put in, like Petrarca and Rosie and, and Butters, and uh, they're, they're all. Uh, even Dacos, the boys can play there. Can I, can I just, actually, I, this this particular point, which is a really good one, Troy, I, in years ago, when we played state football, right, there were so many midfielders in the teams I played both for in South Australia and Victoria, and the centreman played half-forward flank, flank, and the uh, the next best ruck rover played on the wing. Yeah. So, so they actually were placed as very good players rather than being in the true midfield. Yeah. So that did used to happen, Troy. Yeah. Did yeah, you... used to. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But now they've got interchange, haven't they? So, exactly. You know, yep. Because my the other example I've got now, I'm not disputing the, um, what the boys have picked in that. Um, like a pressure half, half, a high half forward. You know, now I'm being biased here, but I think you'd probably agree. Sam Pepper, you know, he could have been in that side. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's 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 very very true. He did play that, pre- but you know what? But who does he replace? Yeah, but I reckon Christian Petrarca could easily play that. He's been named there. You put him at half forward, high half forward in this team, he'd do the role easily. Thanks, Troy. And Petrarca's had a better uh, yeah. better year than Sam Pepper, who's more of a burst player. But I think they did very well with this side. As I said, the only one I sort of queried maybe Zach Merritt. Yep. And that's because the Bombers, I thought, were very poor towards the back end. But he had a very good year, very consistent year. So Yeah, there's a, there'd be two or three there. See, I See, I thought Dustin Martin was the one I, I thought. Why didn't they have a sub? No, they're a good question. Every David, that's a really good a question. Su- yeah. How good a sub would Dustin, Dustin Martin, Martin be? be? Or Lockie Neal. Or Lockie Neal. Yeah, you're a bit biased there. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have the good oil. We're going to play in a moment, uh, Ross Lyon and shifting the bite of grand oh, final week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the good oil. Now, this got a big rap last night. I took some home and tried. Unbelievable. I'm talking Cobram Estate. Mate, I told you Premium, you did. You recommended it. Yeah. And I've taken your recommendation. Of course. Just like I bought a caravan from you too. <laughs> Premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. We're talking Cobram Estate. Where is Cobram, Whitey? Cobram is in the... Oh, North? It's in a, no, no, no. It's on the... It's on virtually on the Murray. Uh, the Boundary Bend is a place... The junction of the Murray and Murrumbidgee Rivers, just down the road from Romava, or fair well, way down the road, but it's on the Cobram Estate. That's where they are. Well, I'm a convert. We're talking So Cobram. northern, north, where would it be? North Western Victoria. They're saying northern Victoria. Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold press. Let's hear from Ross Lyon on shifting the buy to grand final week. I think the one that concerns me, the hypothetical, is if there's a concussion going into the grand final and someone's going to miss. So I think we could look to shift that first week. So get the bye before the grand final like we did during COVID? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah I think so. And you wouldn't want to miss with a 14-day protocol. And, no. and I think it would be a great week of celebration, wouldn't it? Mm. Like the city or city, wherever it is, would light up. Yeah, I... I you don't yeah. like either bye, do you? No, I, I probably... 
maybe this is a bit old school, but the whole thing was a marathon. I was the first one to actually mention this a lot of years ago. I said, the, the season is a marathon. And I can show you the day I quoted it, and it was ran around Australia. But anyhow, and that's the beauty of our game. It is a long-distance effort with no breaks. Now, I get now to have the bye mid-season to give everyone a bit of a week off, freshen up. I, I get that from the, you know, probably more from the mental point of view, David, rather than the physical point of view. So I sort of half get that now. I've changed. But as you get towards the back end of the season, it, 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 it evens everything up. So the team that finishes top and second, it, it's really hard. The advantage they used to get being best in that long marathon is taken away a little bit. Yeah, the problem is you win, um, you, win your, you have a bye, win your first final, have another bye. Yeah. I, I think it's, if you're going to have a bye, I'd rather that the week before the grand final and do your Brownlow medal, do all these sort of other things as well, be fantastic and parade. So you'll come round to it. You might be old school, but you'll come round to it. Now, coming up on the show, thanks to the Kia EV6 GT, World Performance Car of the Year and Lumo Energy SA. Switch to the affirmative. Join Lumo Energy today. We've got uh, Toddy Graves tips of ground racing, Sandful tips, Adelaide's Mickey Godden, and also Lost in the Wash. Mark Blight and David Wildey, two sports day SA. We're talking Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. I think Toddy got... Certainly had one winner last week, maybe two, or a winner in a second, bloody. Yep, yep. yep. No, he's, he's in pretty You're good nick. You're me all over that. Yeah, yeah no, no. I was just I was actually looking um, at uh, a picture of a greyhound. But there we go. Here, uh, Toddy, how are you, mate? Good to talk to you. Hey. Uh, always a pleasure, lads. Uh, yeah, we did go two for two last week, boys. So it was nice. It's been a while since we've had the old double. So lovely results. Um, one of them won by an absolute whisker. I'm glad they didn't trim the nose hairs. And the other one was relatively painless. Well done, Toddy. Now, as we know, we've got the Toddy Gray acting file every week. We want to know where you are. I think you said you had about a, a one in five chance last week. We're talking about going to Japan. Is there any more news in the last seven days? Uh, no, I think I've checked my email about 250 times since we've last spoke. Uh, nothing's come through yet, so I'll have to check it another 250 times next week. But don't you worry. No, no matter what the answer is, yes or no, the one thing I'm not is subtle. Everyone will know the verdict. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good luck, Toddy. I mean, that's a, it's a big step in your life if you can grab that. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, oh, as this bloody loves numbers, I see you've got race eight, number eight. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, that's, the, that's the main value play of tonight, lads. Look, I found tonight a bit tricky when doing the form, to be honest with you. Nothing really jumped off the page. I don't have a best bet or anything, but there's two dogs that do like a um, small each way, and I do literally mean small. Um, and this is the first one. Yep, race eight, number eight, Raging Riot. Look, absolute moral to lead for mine. In a race which is absolutely void of early speed, I think we lead, but we're going to need to lead by a good long way, a good three or four lengths coming into the home turn. There's a lot of dogs here which have um, a good last section, but I can see there being a little bit of a... Look, the tribunal might be needed on the first turn because there's going to be a fair bit of bumping, I reckon, going on, <laughs> on the first turn. Look, you've got a few a few wide runners which are drawn inside and a few railers which are drawn in 6, 7, 8, which is why I'm looking at... I'm oh, sorry, six seven five six seven, which is why I like the 8 because I think it's just going to slingshot around them when they kind of all kind of bottleneck onto the first turn. Uh, we are going to need the pinch a break, as I said, but if we do... Look, we should really make the podium for mine. And if they happen to be a bit more of a scrimmage, then we might even get the chocolates at um, around $15 at the moment. Wow. It is just really, it really is just worth a small each way. Because again, I can't see how we're not going to be in front with 100 metres to go. And then you just kind of do a little Hail Mary and hope for the best. I see it's best time of 30.52, not a bad time. 
That is not. No, that is not. Look, it's not going at 100% at the moment. It's not in the 30-50s anymore, but it's still been doing the 30-70s. I tell you, if it would happen to find a 30-50 tonight, it'll really actually take some running down. But even the 30-70 runs, that's, an, that's enough to keep these at bay if it can pitch a big enough break. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. What, uh, what else you got? Yep. Uh, race 11, number five, lads, Fawn Charger. Um, I like the price. I don't so much like the box draw. Look, this bloke's had... When this bloke gets a clear run, he runs a great race. As he showed last week when he ran second, beating the bees, you know what, you know, at about 30 to 1. Two weeks ago, I threw him out on here, and he had no luck at all. He's going to be running for luck to the first turn again. There's a few wide runners, as I said, drawn the inside, much like the previous race. I actually would like him to miss the start tonight. If he misses, Ooh. misses the Ooh. start, drops to the rail... Let them, let them run a bit wide. Let them take each other on up front and just kind of sit back, kind of smoke the pipe a little bit. And then one thing he is, is strong. He, he does his best work the last probably 200 metres. So if he misses the kick a bit, that actually might work to his favour tonight. So race 11, number five, Fawn Charger. Both races have the old three divs, so that's a good, that's good news, Malcolm. Thank you um, very much. And yeah, and they run their races differently. One needs to lead, the other one's strong home. Hey, Toddy, go and check your emails. <laughs> I think I will actually. I'll guarantee you, I will have them checked at least ten times before my bed hits the pillow tonight. Oh, two hundred one, good on you, Toddy Gray. Two from two last week. Uh, imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Race eight, number eight, and race eleven, number five. Yeah, and uh, Australia versus South Africa last night or early this morning, whenever it was, the T Twenty game, the first of a, a series of games there. Australia won pretty comfortably, well over one hundred, one hundred and fifteen or something. Tim David made sixty odd. Powerful. You know he was, he's battling to get into like any sort of state team. He's a gun for high now. Yeah. They play all around the world, and some of them, Blighty, I was going to talk to you about this before. Some of them neglected to play for their country. They've got IPL and all these other comps yeah. where they earn millions. millions. So, so why, why are we going to play for Australia or West Indies when we can make all that sort of money? Well, and our skipper Mitch Mars, first time skipper, ninety two not out. He made. He smashed him. Everywhere. I think he's. Almost as good a one-day player in the world now, Mitch Marsh. He, he's massive. Like he can put plonk the ball out of the out of the park, can bowl. He's a good lad, good fielder, can do it all. And what about the youngster, twenty-one-year-old Tanvir Sanger, in his first international game? Four wickets he took, David. Four wickets in a comfortable win for the Aussies. How'd Matt Shaw? Sure? They made uh, 30, 20, 20, 30, Yeah, Travis. Uh, I didn't see his score. I looked. At, I didn't. I, did he get a bat? I I actually, yeah, I, I actually didn't look down because the top order made them all. You wake up and turn the TV on and have a quick look, do you? No, not last no, night. No, not last night. No. Hey, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America. Uh, America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you with a chance. T's and C's do apply. Big show still to come. We're looking at Michael Godden, Adelaide Sample Coach. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. And uh, we're looking at the Sandville this week. Can't wait for two games. Port Adelaide Central, Sturt v Crows. And time now for our Sandville tips. Time now for a Sandville update. Thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Yeah, well, Sturt played the Crows. Michael Goddard not far away to the Adelaide Sample coach. But let's look at the Port Centrals. That game ebbed and flowed last week. Uh, Port were in front for quite a while. Centrals overrun them. 
What do you make of it when you play the team? Yeah. Ever, ever happened in the finals? Yeah, it did once. I'm, I'm trying to think. We played Essendon when I was coaching Geelong. And anyhow, they beat us and then the next week we flogged them. Well, your so. big one was a draw, draw in the grand final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's playing the same team next week. And it can't do much better. Um, who do you like, Port or Centrals? I, I, think Port, I think Port Adelaide will bounce back. Um, there are other, t- you know, the, the AFL teams playing. So I just think their list is pretty healthy at the moment. I, I think they'll, they should account. Central's finished off well. They've actually done well, haven't they? They've actually come back, missed the finals for a number of years. And so, so they've been pretty good this year. I think you summed that up uh, pretty well too. Because as long as Port Adelaide are playing finals in the seniors, they want yeah. the boys below Absolutely. to get a good hit out. So I think I'll go with you, Port Adelaide there. Okay. Now, Sturt playing the Crows. I this, I'm finding this hard. I, I think the Crows have actually got a few players out. They've got, got a bit of injury late in the year, David. Well, Schomburg's just done his Achilles. <laughs> yeah. And the, all the backmen are gone. gone. Yeah. I Thank just you. reckon they're going to be a bit light on. So, so I mean, does a keen play? How does that work? Uh, depends he's, on how many games he's played. I didn't look today. Well, he's played most, most of, of them. them. Yeah. So I think you've got to qualify. But whether you played the last game, uh, we'll find out that uh, tomorrow, won't we, with the teams and all that. But I, I'm actually I'm actually going to pick Sturt to, to beat the Crows. Snap. I'm with you. Oh, so we're both I saw the them last way. week beat my team, North Adelaide. And the reason being the Crows season in the seniors is done yeah. and dusted. And they're looking at, you know, getting people right, their bodies right. So we'll ask, we'll ask um, Mickey Godden how serious they are. I'm sure he's serious. Of course he is. I mean, he'll want to win it. I mean, and David, whenever you're playing a final, as you know, I mean, you can learn something about yourself and a teammate. And it's important to know that what a teammate does in front of you or behind you. I, well, I know last year you, you were impressed with Peddler. Yes, Look it at was. He, he played all the games, games this year. Yeah, no, he's been terrific again. Okay, so we go Port Adelaide and we also go Sturt. Now, lost in the wash of the Toolkit Depot, tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Toolkit Depot, get out there and have a look at it. Everything you need under the one roof. Tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear in store and online. Now, David, we spoke last night to Zoe Prouse. Uh, from the Adelaide AFLW team, and Justine Mules from the Port Adelaide AFLW team. They've got a big start too, haven't they, this weekend? The AFLW yeah, kicks off. That's at uh, Nordover. Yeah. Do, you, do you think the timing's right? for the? Ah, yes. I, I still, I'm still not sure. Yeah, good question. Because they used to you know, come in when the men were playing and everyone's watching, waiting for the men to play after the women. Now the men are finished or will be finished, and the women keep playing the 10 weeks. Oh. We did. Who did we ask? We asked uh, Justine yeah. last night. No, I, I think, I think it is the right time. Uh, right now, they're up against the finals, both in Sandful and the AFL. This this week's a, a special week with the AFL being off. But so they'll get their first three, three or four, four rounds, rounds while the men are going. going. Yeah, and then it's clear air, clear air. But does that get lost in the men's finals? Uh, does it probably does a bit, but not if you're playing and not if you not if you're part of that club. You know, if your club's playing, you want to be involved in it, surely. Do they need a big year oh, on the back of – there's a lot of knockers out there about women's footy and there's a, and they were saying the gates were down, the broadcasting, the, the eye, eyeballs were down. Do, do they need this year to show that it is going forward on the back of the Matilda's success? Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I, I think we, we've actually seen something a bit special in this country with a World Cup with the women's soccer, as we all know it. I think there will be some residue. People are starting to think, "Oh, this women's sport's not too bad." We've thought it about. I've thought it about the cricketers for years. The women cricketers are stars. I love the way they bat, and I think the golf are stars. The, you you the love golf, your golf. Oh, women golf, unbelievable. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. We know it's a different game, 
you know, they're going to throw the ball in a bit further, a bit closer in so they can try and get them more scoring. A couple of rule changes, as we spoke about last night. So I think anything that increases the score in our game is better for the game. What about the, the bigger footy lot we talked about last night for the girls? Yeah, I know I, they got smaller hands, understand that. But If they're not doing trials, I can't believe that the AFL or the clubs aren't doing trials now or haven't done trials to, to see which is the best ball for the girls. I ladies. would have thought it's easier to catch a basketball than, say, a tennis ball. So I just think your hands get around something a little <laughs> oh, bit bigger. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, we're not playing tennis and we're not playing basketball. So we've got a footy and it's an oblong shape and it's different. We know that. Okay, Malcolm Blight's crystal ball. You talked about the the AFL Crows, the men, you said eight, nine, ten wins. Yeah. The Port Adelaide girls had one win last year. I win three or four. Three or four for Port. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good out of ten? Yep. And where did Adelaide go? They're missing Sarah Allen, the, yeah, the key I defender. Reckon maybe six, seven. And that'll, that might be enough. Six or seven should make the finals. finals yeah. Sounds like Melbourne are the hot favourite too. Yeah, Daisy they, Pierce Daisy is not Pierce. playing. No, no, she's finished. But, um, yeah, okay. I, I just I know that Port Adelaide have a couple of the, the Crows girls that have yeah, come across. Yeah, they'll improve. They surely will. And I think the Crows will hold firm or just, just, be, just be around the mark. I'm writing this down. Malcolm Blight says it's Port Adelaide, was it three? Three to four. And the AFL six or seven. Crows... Six or seven? Yeah. That's AFLW. Yeah. Sports Day SA. It's my On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Okay, Malcolm, with Tyre Power, the power-up sale now on Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. They're a fantastic company. Time now to speak with Adelaide Sandville coach Michael Godden. Um, they've had a good year, the yeah, Crows. Indeed. I'm a bit stiff to miss in the... In the big league, but in the Sandfall, they're playing in the qualifying final. They take on Sturt. Yes. And um, and they've got some boys in form. Who's playing? We're not so sure, but let's welcome the coach, Michael Goddard. Mickey, how are you? Good, thanks, guys. Congratulations on a good year. I mean, we've had you in the some of the dark times over the last couple of years, but things are certainly looking up. And a lot of the players, I think for you, that'd be your main role. They're making some really nice headway. Yeah, no, you're right. It's been a it's been a long few years, but we are starting to see some benefit now. The, the hard work behind the scenes, and obviously the whole squad's been quite strong. And you know, unfortunate for the AFL not to make the finals, but you know we've certainly taken some big strides. And yeah, and the sample obviously continued to be quite successful again. So, um, which is great because you need depth. And um, yeah, the exciting bit is that every player that went up this year contributed at a high level, and that's important. They didn't just get games; they made a big difference. And um, it's really exciting for our group at the development level because, you know, if it means we're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly doing something right, but uh, there's obviously players that get disappointed. And uh, I look at a Sam Berry who I thought came on last year, obviously had some injuries this year and maybe a bit of lack of form. McHenry came up early in the year, I thought was really good, particularly as a sub. Cook had a, had a shot. Schomburg, um, you can't fit them all in though, can you? I suppose it's in a way it's a nice problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's disappointing for those guys, but they're still, you know, I guess, in the infancy of their AFL career, and you know, not everyone has a has a straight line to the top, do they? And you know, those guys you all mentioned that have had some tremendous AFL football at, at certain times, and you know, they've they've been with me for the majority of the year, and they've they've played some really good footy too. And you know, we often talk about it's just part of their journey, and you know, next year might be completely different. We hope it is for them because you know they, they work hard and. Yeah, this, this, but as you say, you can't fit everyone in that in that top twenty-three. No, Mick. Uh, one of the one of the players that, that struggled to get back in the team was obviously an All Australian, best and fairest winner, Matty Crouch. Now, 
I've said for a few years now, we've just got to get him to use his legs. And you can find the footy, but he, he tended to handball to blokes flat-footed. Now, last night, I don't, you probably didn't hear this, but I actually, I actually gave you a pat on the back because somewhere along the line, Matt Crouch this year has gone from a, just a standstill handballer to actually driving his legs through the contest at AFL level and become a really good player. And, and, and it's hard, and I'll, I'll, you can be honest on this, it's hard for older players to change, but I reckon your work on him has, has worked for him now. Yeah, boy, it's, it is really hard for players, especially that have been in the system for a while, to, to change habits. It's, it, it is really difficult because in the moment, they know what they want to do, but their body acts in a different way. So it takes a little while of continuing to practice it. So we practice it consistently. Um, you know, he does it with myself, with the other mids, with VB as well. And, and you know, he, he reviews his games as well as anybody and understands that that's the area he needed to improve. And it's just, it's really pleasing when you sit back and you can see him when he's getting frustrated and then all of a sudden it starts to work and then, oh yeah, I can use my legs and I can create more space and time and space for myself. And then to see him produce at an AFL level, is, it's really exciting. And, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's like the penny drops and then, then away they go. Malcolm and I seem to speak about Matt Crouch every week. Um, is he in? Is he not in? This and that. But, and, and we slightly differ on where he is. I mean, I, I think he's quite entitled to, to look elsewhere if he can get a, you know, a two-year deal because we know he can play. And he's played a lot of time with you. And it's the last month he's shown he can play again. So where, does it, where do you think the club sits on that? He, he probably wants to be not guaranteed again, but no, he's certainly in your mix. Otherwise, he may be his best to look elsewhere. Yeah, I don't really have a position on it because obviously it's it's his life. I, I don't want to speak for him. You know, I just I hope he's still at the footy club because I I know that he's worked through the hardest part of his career. You know, when you you progress as well as he did as a younger player, then he faced some challenges. He's risen above those challenges. He's got himself to a point where now he can impact games. I would nearly argue at a higher level than he ever has. So for me, I, I hope we keep him and I hope that he plays and. Um, but yeah, I certainly, I, I don't want to speak for what he wants. Um, I just know he likes playing AFL footy because, you know, every week he was with us as much as he was wonderful for me. I could tell the glint in his eye. He wants to be up there playing yeah. AFL. And, you know, it's really, I'm really happy for him, clearly. Yeah, I, I, I seriously hope he plays. This is, this is an, this is a new look, Matty Crouch, and I think he can he can play for a lot of years because he's a committed fella, isn't he? He trains really hard. Hey, I was interested in what David and you spoke about at the start when you started this that. The Sandful form has been very good. You know the guys playing well in the Sandful. You know, you can, yeah. I keep look, you know looking at the best players. You can't watch all the games, of course, because you're, you're doing watching other games. But Mick, it just seems to me that the Sandful is a really good springboard, maybe better than some of the others in the VFL system, because you're playing against really senior hard bodies. You know, Glenelg and Sturt and those sort of places. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a there's a real steep learning curve for some players. You think about a Billy Dowling, who's one of our young midfielders on our list to, you know, to be into into a league season. You know, playing up against some of the best sample midfielders there is, he learns a lot of things. Like he he obviously you know gets to train against Laddie and all those guys, but then on a weekly basis, it, it's a slightly different game. Obviously, sample it's it is a bit more contested, and obviously the game's a bit slower. But they learn a lot of lessons. Mm. You know, just around, you know, we really put a lot of time and effort into it because it's not only about educating these individuals, it's about educating them to be hard and tough and play a brand of footy that we're going to be proud of. 
So, you know, we try to emulate that at the sample level. And, you know, these guys are, you know, they're on a steep learning curve and they're lucky to be in a competition that they are. Now, Big Keeney, he comes on, plays in a showdown, stands Charlie Dixon. His first couple of moments were as nervous as a nervy as a kitten, but he looks so good and he's been able to, you know, hold up an end since the big boys have been out and Murray and Butts. And um, did you, you obviously saw him a lot closer than we did, Michael, but did you did you see that in him, think that he could just go and take the next step? Yeah, he, I mean, he took a little while to get going. He obviously came over late from Ireland and, you know, to, didn't get a full pre-season in and, so he was a little bit behind the eight ball, but he's, he worked really hard and, you know, the opportunity arose. I mean, it's pretty unprecedented we lose that many tall backs in, in one, oh, well, in so, a month, yeah. really. And, you know, it's, it, but he got his chance and he took his chance and that's the most pleasing part from our point of view is to see players like him and you know, Josh Worrell, James Borlase, you know, Nan Curvis yeah. that have played a lot of sample footy that have stepped up and not only, as I said earlier, not only play at the level, but succeed at the level. So... Yeah, it's it's really good for Keeney. He's a you know he's a great he's a great character, and um, you know he's got some real he's got he's got a real spunk about him. He's, he's a funny guy, and he can play with the footy. Yeah, it was it was almost mini tragic, wasn't it? But and Murray, I thought Murray was the most improved player at the club. I, he really had, had come on in leaps and bounds. But anyhow, you, you didn't have him for a while. I, have you been involved in the exits? Uh, you know, there's there's players and coaches sit down and go through their season and all that. Have you been involved in any of those so far? Michael? Yeah, pick and choose some of them. There's, um, they get very long when you're doing one every 15 minutes, of course, but yeah. some of them, um, you know, it's really only needed Nixie and, and, and pretty much Burjo in there. There's not too much for me, but the exits have reduced a lot in, over the years. Like early days, they were very long and detailed, whereas now it's, it's more of a check-in, make sure you're okay, know where you're going, understand where you're frozen, you know, where, you, where you've been good, where you've got some improvement areas, and they are very quick. But, I, yeah, I've been in and out a bit. of obviously trying to prepare another team as well. Yeah, of so, course, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been in them all. And the other thing with that, Michael, too, I mean, you've got time during the year now, haven't you? I mean, the boys are full-time. You know, 10, 15 years ago, they weren't full-time. So there's a lot more full-time. So you can actually map that program out during the year with them. Yeah, those those meetings are really just a you know a gathering that we do nearly every week anyway. Yeah. So you know the, it's nothing new to the player; they know exactly where they're at. But it just might be sometimes it's nice just in a relaxed environment to have a chat for fifteen minutes and just see how where their heads at. Tell us about your game plan, Mickey. In finals, remember we had the the issue last year. Gee, what happens if the Crows win? How bad is that for the the sand form? Well, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Remember stupid, that though. Oh, but people were kicking. Drives up. me nuts. That. So my point is, how many? You know what? That that is naive myopathy. Oh, is such a, is well, I don't myopic? know. I'll think about it. Yeah. I'll come back with that. But um, <laughs> how many players, Mickey? Can you get on the park? You you're trying to get your best team on. I'm not, obviously some need operations. You want to put some. To pass to be, you're going to try and pick the best side, the lads that have qualified. Yeah, we will. Um, obviously, we're a little hamstrung, you know, when you look at the likes of we mentioned the players we mentioned earlier, and then obviously Elliot Himmelberg went down recently with that bad uh, quad injury, and um, uh, poor Harry Schomburg went out on the weekend as yeah. well, who was also qualified. So there's some that have been out of our control, unfortunately. So yeah, we are a little. Well, when I say a little bit, we're a lot less. <laughs> Um, from a personnel perspective than what we were a month ago, but that's sort of to be expected. So, yeah, we will play. If ever if you're fit and you're healthy, you're playing. Yeah. Basically, we want to certainly have a good crack at it, but, yeah, there's there's, you know, there's no secret. We're not as strong as we were six weeks ago. I think it was Zach Taylor played well in the finals last year and Peddler were another yeah, one. Yeah. How's he going? He's had injury issues. Um, 
And Cook and Berry, if you, there's just three players, if you can let us know how they're going, because I think they've yeah, all got so talent in different yeah, ways. Absolutely. Zach um, obviously missed the majority of this year, unfortunately, with his foot injuries, had surgery. He's in the road to recovery. He's been spending his entire life in the gym, so he's going to come back in a really good shape. He looks he looks wonderful. He's been up there working really hard, so he's obviously going to have a long pre-season again, but... Uh, we we um, you know we I expect a lot from Zach next year. I think he's a real talent. He was he was sensational in our final series last year. Um, Sam Berry, I think is you know his last month's been excellent as well. You know talking about that leg drive, his leg drives as good as anybody. We've just got to tidy up a few other areas, but he you know he's he's made for finals footy and yeah. Braden Cook, of course, is someone who we really like from a talent perspective. He can do anything with a footy that kid and. Um, he's just consistency is probably his biggest challenge at the moment. And, um, yeah, but they all have an opportunity to have a breakout in a final series, which set them up for next year. And the player you mentioned earlier was Luke Peddler. He had, did exactly that last year. And unfortunately, he got injured for the prelim final. We would have loved to have him out there. But, he, uh, yeah, he set himself up for this AFL year off the back of the Sanford finals. Michael, you, I mean, you've been at the club now for a while. You did great things at Woodville West Torrens, obviously. The enjoyment factor this year, I, I can just see nearly everyone had a smile most of the time, not all the time. I know we you lost some close games and all that sort of stuff, but it, that climb, you know, that, that four-year climb, which we all know is going to happen once you go down the bottom, there's going to be some hard work, need some really good players, good draft picks, and then a bit of system to go with it. So it just looked to me as though the club was in a really, really happy place. Yeah, I certainly feel that. It's a wonderful place to work. It, it was certainly tough in those early years, but I just loved coming to work every day. The playing group, the staff, everyone's in a really good space. And I think when you have a clear pathway of where you're going and you see the improvement every week is why players are happy. We're not happy. We're not playing finals, but we also know the direction we're going. And, you know, we've, we've seen that week in, week out. And we know our consistency is not quite there, but... Yeah, we, we also know what goes wrong when we lose, and that's a critical factor. Yeah, sure. Um, because we can then address it and fix it, and we'll just get better as time goes on. I think recruiting's been good. You get Isaac Rankin, you get Dawson, and, and making Adelaide a destination club. I think Port have been for quite a while, so I think Adelaide are, are sort of closing the gap there. Looking at the bigger picture, Mickey, what do you think the Crows need um, If you in your first sort of picks? Is it, is it one area? Is it a... Is it a big-bodied midfielder? Is it someone with speed? You, you look pretty well set with forward options. Um, got a lot of defenders out at the moment, so you've got plenty to choose from when they come back. But what, what do you think you need? Yeah, I think it's a, it is a, it's a tough one. We, I mean, you always want another midfielder. You always want a big-bodied mid that's got speed and talent. But, I mean, they don't, fall, they don't come around every day. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, we'll try to, you know, generate that out of the sample as well. As, you know, as I said, players like Berry and Dowling and, those fellas, but um, you know, at the moment, I, I I worry what's going to happen in our back line at this point because clearly, the um, you know we've got a lot of injuries there and they won't be back for a fair portion of next year. So, yeah, I think that we need to make sure that the guys that are uh, you know back there can stand up for at least half the year until we can get some reinforcements. So, um, yeah, that's Reedy's job. He can work hard in that area. <laughs> it's good idea. Yeah, get on your bike and work. Hey, just. All-Australian team announced last night, the two Crows boys, Walker at 33 and Jordan Dawson, um, both had very good years, obviously. I mean, I always think those awards, I think Michael Voss said it better when he talked about Charlie Curnow winning the Coleman medal. He said, yeah, I know it's an individual award, but you, you feel as though it's all part of the team. You feel as though you're part of it when you, you know, when two of your teammates get in the All-Australian team. Do you, do you have that mind that you feel good about the club when you see that happen? 
Absolutely, yeah. We all, every every person in this facility should take credit for yeah. it because those guys are the the face of it for sure. But if the ball, you know, doesn't well, if the game plan and the fitness and the health and fitness and the mental health and all the things it needs for a player to play at the level isn't there, well, they don't play at the level. So everyone has their little finger in the pie when it comes to that. And yeah, we all. I was chuffed to see it, and you know, obviously messaged them today and. Yeah, they're, they're grateful. You know, we, we all do share in their success. So it's wonderful for those two blokes. Now, Michael, at the start of the year, you know, we, we do predictions, of course, because we're in the media and we, apparently we know <laughs> stuff. I reckon we know I reckon we know too much, so you get too many wrong. But anyhow, at the start of the year, I thought the Crows, between eight and ten wins, you know, I think that would have been a nice little incremental. And this is looking at teams, you know, coming from the bottom after playing in a grand final, then going down and then coming back up getting draft picks, getting some system in, as I talked about. There were 23 rounds this year. That tricked me. So you've ended up winning 11, which is which is spot on. I thought this was the perfect year to just miss this year and put a bit of hunger in the group for next year. Yeah, I guess it's, it's hard when you're in the moment because you want to play finals and we feel that we could have done damage. Um, but also, yeah, I fully understand what you're saying. I think that our growth, the growth is what we're most proud yeah. of. And, that you know, we're not good enough defensively yet. We've proven that. Our offense is getting better. Our contest is very good. Now, heart's great. We have a crack every week, but we, we still do leak too much. So we've got some work to do to make sure that we, you know, we hire up the ladder next year. I heard a stat, and there might only be only one other club uh, with the Crows that has missed the eight that have kicked the most points for yeah. in a season. It's incredible when, you know, the last couple of years, goals have been really hard to come by, but... Boy, boy, you, as I said, you get a Rankin, you've got Walker, you've got Philthorpe, you've got Peddler, you've got Shelley, you've got uh, McAdam. There's so many options there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exciting because, you know, like most coaches, we pretty much don't do a lot in offense. I mean, you just you work a hell of a lot in contest and defense and offense seems to come off of that. So we've got some talented players that, you know, can do that, which is why they're at our footy club. So now... We're just going to tidy up those other areas and hopefully they can continue to do that and get better. Well, Mickey, you win a couple of finals and stick it right up and we're behind you. (laughs) We will try. Thanks for the chat. Good on you, mate. No worries. Thank you, guys. Michael got on there, coach of the uh, Sandful Crows, and uh, he's been through the tough times. We've spoken to him, haven't we? He's he's fronted up and it's pretty hard. Not that we grill him too hard, but he's been he's been great. No, and they take on Sturt, who had a very good year as well, too, they in the Sandful. Marty Matness boys. Yes. And the elimination final before that, Port Adelaide and Central District. So, uh, yeah, a couple of good games there. Glenn Elgar, the rest. Yes, they do. Um, all Australian, we discussed that at the start. I I still think only, only Charlie Cameron in a side that finishes second, I think a little bit light on there. You yeah. look at, you look at um, I'll give you the example, because Bontempelli, English, and Liberatore could well have got in that. A side that didn't make the eight three out of the Bulldogs. I thought Joe Danaher, Harris Andrews, Harris Andrews, a little bit stiff, and Lockie Neal. Yeah, yeah, Lockie Neal. I just I thought he could have been the sub. Mm -hmm. He would have been in my team, but but I guess that was it. Liber him was it Sarong, which who I did pick was. He got Sarong in. Yeah, I thought Merritt maybe. I thought Merritt. Yeah, Merritt was the one. Had a good year, but 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 guess what, mate? You you can't put them all in. You can't. And I've I've been on that committee. It, It is. Numbers 20, 21, 22, and when you really get down to some fine line. We spoke about last night, how good would Dustin Martin be as a sub? They didn't have a sub. No. I just, they have yeah. a sub all year. Yeah. Imagine who's coming on. Oh, Dusty. Yeah. Did, did they have a second ruckman either? No, probably not. No. Probably not. And maybe Nick Larkin can learn the ruck. Not that he does, but <laughs> mate, have a great weekend. I know you've had a very good day today, yeah, So, yeah. and we'll do it all again Monday between 6 and 7. Bye for now. Bye, David. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.